You're listening to the Midwest Bias Podcast, where we love Subarus, Tater Tot Hot Dish, and I-95 is a bingo ball, you betcha. <laughs> How's that? Does that work out, Kirsten? Well, yes, it sure does, Tony Kornheiser. Thank you very much. This is Kirsten, or KJ, and welcome to the Midwest Bias Podcast. Now, I'm going to make this pretty quick today. No Midwestern Moments of the Week. No best thing I saw all week. None of that. But I do want to say we have a podcast review. And it's actually from 12-13-2021. And the reason I didn't see it is because it is not on iTunes. This is from Todd K. Oh, hang on. It's the name drop, name drop of the week. And I think Todd Takei listens to Google Podcast or maybe Stitcher. Is Stitcher still a thing? Anyway, he alerted me to this review since he probably figured from December 13th, 2021, at this point, I was never going to see this review without some help. So, Todd, thank you. He calls himself I'm Fletcher. Five-star review. The title of the review is my review. The body of the review, there's a lot of bias in this podcast. Perfect, Todd. Perfect. That's what we're going for on this podcast. Thank you very much for that review. I love getting five-star reviews. Give me one. I'll give you a name drop. And speaking of name drops, hey, big little brother Ben. Oh, hang on. It's the name drop. Of the week. Happy birthday. Hope you have a great one, buddy. All right. Let's get to our Midwest guest co-host of the day. Time for the Midwest guest co-host. She's the best co-host of the day. Yeah, it's the Midwest guest co-host. Yeah, you betcha she'll know just what to say. Well, yes, I'm a little extra excited because we have a first-time Midwest guest co-host this week joining me from Columbus, Ohio, Sandra Rohde. Welcome to Midwest Bias, Sandra. Hi, KJ. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, I'm happy to have you. You have your Midwest states confused again. <laughs> oh, I, I said Columbus, Ohio. Yes, you did. Perfect. <laughs> I do have my mid. West states. I don't even think Ohio is. I don't even think of as Ohio as Midwest. No, I was about to disqualify you. <laughs> you can't disqualify me for being because you're from Ohio, Columbus, Nebraska. Yes, Nebraska. <laughs> perfect. Sorry about that, but I, actually, I'm not sorry because it's perfect that I did that. <laughs> I won't even cut that out. <laughs> okay, so first of all, I think we. You know, we need to kind of know, since it's not Columbus, Ohio, what part of Nebraska is Columbus in? And we need to see if you actually do qualify as a Midwesterner. We know you don't to the Hall of Famer, but we don't care about what the Hall of Famer says. Yeah, we can't worry about that. No. Columbus is about an hour, hour and a half, a little bit north and west of Omaha or Lincoln. So... Jolene 
is in Grand Island, Nebraska, Mm -hmm. which is more centrally located. So we'd be more Eastern. Okay, good. So you're actually more Midwestern than Jolene. However, I know Jolene is also from Columbus, Nebraska. Yes, she is. So you know that you might not remember, but my definition is Nebraska, you cut it in half and the Eastern half is considered Midwestern. Oh, okay. Well, we're definitely Midwestern then. Yeah. So now that we've, you know, now that we've determined that you indeed do qualify to be our Midwest guest co-host, we have one more order of business before we can move on. Since it's your first time on the show, Karen's going to want to know how you and I know each other. So can we have you please satisfy the Karen condition? That's right. I want to know this about everybody. How in the world do you know KJ? Absolutely. Karen would would want to know that I am Jolene Wojcik's sister. Yeah. Whoop, whoop. Yep, whoop. <laughs> and Jolene turned me on to the TK show. And as a result of listening to the TK show, I heard KJ and her jingles and oh. started listening to the Speaking of Tangents pod. Uh-huh. And then I waited patiently for the Midwest Bias Pod. And then last summer, I got to meet the Hoffer, Sweet Mama, Rue, and KJ in Nebraska. Uh, yeah, in uh, Grand Island, right? Was that where Grand, we met? Grand Island, Nebraska, yes. And I had forgotten that Rue was also there. Yay. Yay, Rue. Yeah, so you're one of our, let's see, most of the Midwest guest co-hosts I've met in person but not all of them. And a lot of the non-Midwestern guests I haven't met in person. So you're one that I've actually met in person. Yes, that was a wonderful meeting. It was. It was really a lot of fun. And it's interesting because I didn't, I knew you were a TK fan, but I didn't know, I don't know. But, but it is through Jolene is how I think of you, but really you're also a TK Little. I am a TK Little, but I yeah. became one through Jolene. Got it. Got it. Well, I suppose we have to thank Jolene. Yes, we do. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for satisfying that. Now, you are the older or the younger sister of Jolene? Oh, I'm definitely the older. Jolene is actually 14 years younger than I am. Whoa. So I was oldest and only for 14 years. (laughs) So I have all those tendencies. Okay. But how did you feel? So my mom is 10 years older than her only other her only sibling, her sister. How did you feel when Jolene, when you knew your parents were going to have Jolene? Were you upset or were you excited that you were going to have a sister? How did you feel? I was so excited. I can absolutely remember my mom telling me she was washing dishes and I was drying and she told me, and I was so excited. And then I drove my bicycle through town telling everyone I saw, that I was going to be a big sister. (laughs) That's sweet. Because, you know, when you're 14, 15, you might be to that age where you don't want anything to do with anyone. It's the teenage years. True. And then to have, find out that, you know, I mean, that's a large age gap. So I suppose when you were done with high school, how old was she? Three years old? Yeah, she was young. Um, I gained a job, of course. I had a babysit. Yes. Yes. Right. See, there's some things you could be resentful about. <laughs> and I actually left her in her crib one time to go to the grocery store and buy candy. <laughs> there's something you couldn't get away with nowadays. 
No. And I didn't get away with it back then either. Oh, you didn't. Okay. No, Somebody found I, out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was in trouble. Was the candy worth it? Yes. Oh, perfect. Do they, what kind of candy was it? I don't remember, unfortunately. Okay. But you do know it was worth it. It was worth it. Okay. And it's just the two of you, right? No, we have two oh, brothers. Then two, two years, brothers. Two okay. years after that, my brother Dave was born. And two years after that, my brother Steve. So there's a whole nother family. Oh. And Jolene has all those oldest tendencies again. Yeah, I guess. Interesting. Probably why we're such great friends. Probably. Plus there's a sister thing. Yeah, sisters. Yes. Okay, so now that we, you, we know you're a Midwesterner, at least for the purposes of this podcast, and, and you satisfied the caring condition, let's talk about... We're going to talk about the tweets and the emails we got last after last week's episode, but let's talk about the Super Bowl quiz that you wrote. Yes. Last week, Kim and I answered, I think, the first five questions. And I was wrong again, just like Columbus, Ohio. Actually, I feel like I need to blame, I don't know. I wrote it down, Columbus, and I feel like, does autocorrect come in and predict? Was it like predictive text? Because that's what I feel like. <laughs> it probably I, was. All right, let's blame it on that. Anyway, Kim and I answered the first five questions, and I was also wrong about, I said it was a 25-question quiz, and I realized later it was like 20 or 21. So I got that wrong too, Sandra. That doesn't count against you, though. Okay. So thank you for sharing that quiz. We had a lot of fun with it. How long have you been doing these quizzes? Why did you start doing them? The Super Bowl quiz started in, believe it or not, 2010. Oh, wow. Yes. And it was much simpler back then. I mm -hmm. looked up what it looked like, and it only had about 10 questions back then. And the reason we started it was because I had a group of friends in North Carolina that got together for the Super Bowl every year. And a lot of times we really didn't care about the game that much. We weren't really <laughs> interested in the, who was winning. <laughs> yes. And so I put together the quiz to have something that would make us watch the game and the commercials because everybody likes the commercials, likes mm -hmm. to watch for that and have fun with it. Also in North Carolina, most of the time the game would start a little later. And so a lot of people wanted to go home at halftime. Yes, and so I it had to, that <laughs> so I had to end it after the halftime entertainment. So it would always start at the star spangled banner and end at the halftime. Okay, and so there, that's never changed. That's always been that, that way. It's always been that way since the beginning. Ah, okay. And it seems like there's always a controversy. There's always one question that causes a problem. And every year I study the questions and try to make sure there's no way that you could interpret it a different way. And mm -hmm. But... There always seems to be one, although I don't know if there was one this year. I was going to ask, what was the controversy this year? I don't think there oh. really was one, although there was a close to one, and that was the challenge, because there was oh. a challenge, Yeah, but it was in the last two minutes of the uh, half, I believe. Yes. Yep. And, but it was called by the umpires, by the referees. Yes. Yep. And so it wasn't really called by either team. So the answer to that one was no, neither team 
yeah. called a and challenge. I, I didn't have any issue with that because I agreed it was not a challenge. Yeah, well, <laughs> when somebody have an issue, <laughs> yes, when when someone needs one more to catch somebody else or something like I that. I see. So how many people do you send this to? How many people play this? Is there any money involved? Oh, no. there's always money involved. Oh, there is. Okay. <laughs> well, All right. not always, but definitely the North Carolina group still has money involved. Okay. And and still all plays, even though they might not be together anymore. And uh, we Venmoed our money immediately at the end of the game. By that, you can tell that I did not win because I <laughs> Venmoed mine out. <laughs> Yes. I send it out to all of my mom's side of the family, the cousins, and there's like 24 cousins. And then they include their families. And we do that one just for bragging rights. And I Uh believe, I believe 13 right was the highest this year. Okay. And it would be, and a second cousin actually won it. And the North Carolina crew, 14 right was the highest, Mm. which is pretty good. I was feeling pretty good. I got I got twelve right, twelve or 11. oh, that's good. That's very good. Yeah, I think I got twelve. The Hopper got eleven, so I won in this household. Yay! But I did not win versus Kim on the five questions. <laughs> the five questions, yes. I did not win. Before we go over that, how much research do you put in put into the quiz, or do you kind of have it down by now? For instance, how did you know? You must research. How did you know that there would be a Doritos and a Pringles commercial? Most of us remember that there's Doritos every year, but not Pringles. And there was a little bit of time there, I will say, Sandra, where we thought there wasn't going to be a commercial for either one of them. I agree. I was very worried about that because then yeah. again, that would have come up. Do you? Does everybody count it as a win or does no one count it as a win? <laughs> exactly. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, I I always kind of pay attention to what kind of commercials are being prepared and see what's going on. I did not know which one would come up, but I did know it was the first year Pringles was back in the mix or it was ever in the mix. Oh, so you don't always ask about Pringles per se. Oh, no, no. I always have questions about the commercials. Used Uh to be, or in the early days, it was always whether the Clydesdales would show up. Oh, yeah. Budweiser. Yeah, whether they would have a Clydesdale commercial. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've seemed to gone away from that. They have. Too many people crying in the middle of the Super Bowl. Exactly, because they were always so good. Heartbreakers. Yes. yes. <laughs> I actually do quite a bit of research. The ones okay. that are the toughest are, what am I going to ask about the Halftime and the Star Spangled Banner singers? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So that's, you know, this year, I know that uh, Kim gave you the big clue, or you probably would have gotten it wrong about Chris Stapleton and his hat. Yeah, I would have gotten it wrong. I was 100% certain he'd wear his hat. And yes. Kim sort of helped me out on that one. And She, she was, sure did. She, she nailed it. He did not wear his hat for those keeping score at home. Yes, I'm a big Chris Stapleton fan. And mm-hmm. I knew that one because I knew how patriotic he is. Okay. And yep. I mean, at least I felt like I knew that he would not wear it. But I figured that the majority of people would say, I've never seen him without a hat. Which is So what he's going to have a hat. Yeah. Yeah. And then, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the times it's um, like, I think when Pink sang one year, it was something about what color her hair would be. 
A lot of times it's the color of the dress or the outfit. Um, And this year I had the song. Yeah. So you kind of try to mix it up and, and see if you come up with something that's unique to the particular halftime performer. Yeah, it'd be, you know, really would have been prescient of you had you asked, will will Rihanna be pregnant? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been a good one. Yeah. And now when Justin Timberlake came on a few years ago, not when he was on with Janet Jackson, but when he came on a few years ago, was the question, will there be, will Janet Jackson guest star with him? No, it was whether Chris Stapleton would guest star with him and sing Tennessee Whiskey. Did they or didn't they? No. No, he didn't. Okay. Okay. Oh, that was in minute that was in Minneapolis. Oh, speaking of Minneapolis, that would have been 2018. I think so. One of the questions was was the Minnesota temperature higher than the halftime score? What, what was the answer? <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, I think it was pretty cold that year. It was cold. Mm-hmm. So the second question, um, let's see. Kim got that one. Which quarterback will be shown first during the Star Spangled Banner? Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. Kim got that one. And that ultimately that was, well, she got the Pringles before the Doritos, which I was just shocked about. I was right? too. And Pringles came on first. Yes. And I think I was texting with Jolene and basically we're like, is there ever going to be this commercial? Jolene said something like, well, I we were just talking whether or not there's going to be any whether there's going to be the chip commercial at all, we have to throw that question out or people are already asking how the points are awarded. And then as soon as that text came in, here came a Pringles commercial. Yes. Followed shortly by Doritos. Right afterwards by Doritos. Mm -hmm. Now the secret chip commercial that I spoke about with Kim that she didn't want to know about, I'm reveal, I'm going to reveal it now. Okay. Kim is listening. It, and it did not come first. It actually came after Doritos and Pringles for quite a ways after. I was really surprised. It was for, I think it was called Poppers, Corn Poppers yes. maybe. And yes. it was or the corner. Breaking Bad, Corner Poppers. It was corner the Breaking poppers. Bad spoof with um, Walter White and right and Jesse. And I was wrong about that too. I knew that they were going to be a commercial and I thought about putting them in, but I didn't. Mm, and that, so did you know that's the commercial I was talking about? Or did you have a yes. inkling? Yes, ah, I did. Okay. When you um, said that, I, I was like, oh, she's got a clue there. Yeah, but I was way off. I mean, that was nowhere near the front of the, I thought it'd be up top. Yep. I thought it was a pretty good commercial. I liked some of the commercials this mm-hmm. year. I know a lot of people didn't care for m- many of them. Yeah, most of them I thought were pretty bad, but there are a few good ones. Now, before we move on from this, I did get it wrong Well. Kim and I both got it right that both Kelsey players were out there, but I was hoping the mother would flip the coin. I got that wrong, but that did not count against me. No. And I want to say, I'll definitely take the loss on this quiz, okay? I owe Kim a beer. But I do want to say that my reasoning behind choosing Mahomes to be shown first, I still think that pro- that reasoning proved right. I just didn't know, Sandra, that they even did God Bless America and if they did it, they would do it first before the Star Spangled Banner. So my thought process was they would show Patrick Mahomes first. And they ah. indeed did show Patrick Mahomes first. It wasn't just wasn't during the Star Spangled Banner, but they showed him I first. S- that was very good thinking. 
However, I still lost the point. Yes. <laughs> and I'm not However. arguing the point. However. Uh, uh, speaking of Kim Wilson, at Kim Wills 33, she said, I never thought a Chips commercial was going to be buried this deep into the second quarter. And I agree. <laughs> yes, I, I, I agree also. Yeah. And then I have a tweet here from Sandy Rohde. At S-K-R-O, excuse me, oh, Rue does not like it when I miss, when I spell your name incorrectly. At S-K-R-H-O-D-E. Now you said you enjoyed your, our Super Bowl quiz answer. It's fun and it's finished after halftime, after the halftime show, in case Kim needs to, to, to nap during the game. Yes. Um, I'm answering your question here now, Sandy. By the way, are you keeping the glasses even though mom isn't crazy about them? Yes. Uh, the glasses are gone. The glasses have been returned, but oh, they no. had nothing to do with Mama's opinion on them. Okay. They. I'm trying to find progressive. I'm trying to find. I don't need glasses except for reading because I'm at that age, and so I'm trying to find a pair of glasses that I I keep losing my readers right all over the house, and I have about ten of them now, and. I'm tired of it. I want to just put a pair of glasses on that are basically bifocals. Um, so I've tried some bifocals, but I don't like that transition line. And I've tried some progressives, but that made me so sick to my stomach. I felt like I was going to throw up because I couldn't handle it. So that's where I'm at. These were a try before you buy from Amazon and I tried them and I didn't buy them. Okay. So that's where I'm at with them. Huh, but it is a bonus that mom didn't like them. Yes. Made it much easier to just send those babies back. Yes, absolutely. So if anybody knows of any that are halfway decently priced, I would like to know. Um, now we're going to move on from the Super Bowl to Crock-Pots because, you know, it is Midwest bias. And we hear from Michelle Pendleton at M. Pendleton. Hey, Kim, sorry for any confusion. The Crocs in my triple cooker are removable. Can't imagine cleaning them if they weren't. The one that doesn't have the removable crop crock is the little dipper. Sandy, do you have crock pots? I have two crock pots. I am barely a crock pot person. <laughs> you have more than we have. We have one crock pot. Well, one of them is the di the little dipper. Oh, okay. So I don't know that that really counts. <laughs> I have oh, one and a half. Ask him, it counts. Okay. Yeah, I and, have a big one and a little one. Okay, we have two big ones. One that is ours and one that we've inherited from Mama. So I don't there you think go. that counts as us going out and buying two. No. And we got a comment from Rachel Reports. Oh, hang on. It's the name drop, name drop of the week. About crockpots and it's about the great kim crockpot debate and i thought yes. we had settled this but now that you're here let's ask you first was that three or one crockpot definitely three okay i agree rachel reports does not she says one cord equals one crockpot oh no <laughs> <laughs> i mean sorry. i have to say it does give me i mean it made me pause a minute yes it does give you pause but the fact that all three of them have separate dials yes if you can control each one separately i truly believe you have three i agree the other question i had would be 
if you're going to put the same thing in all three, why would you just put it in one? And who said you would put the same thing in all three? I thought somebody said that. No? Oh, maybe they did. Well, I know maybe. Michelle used it for three different types of meat, pork, pulled pork, and for like taco yeah. bar. And I can uh, see that. That would be, yeah. that makes perfect sense to me. But I believe it's three because you have the three separate temperature controls. I agree. And if somebody did put them all, I don't have any idea why you put the same thing in all three. Unless you don't own one, you only own you only own this <laughs> three, three and one. Maybe I dreamt uh, that. Maybe. Okay. Well, this is finalized now. I'm sorry, Rachel reports. It gave us some pause, but it's still wrong. Mm-hmm. Now, speaking of food, yes. Uh, Oz, the great and flavorful Steve Oswald, responded to Kim last week asking about a way to sweeten up sauerkraut at Emerald. Excuse me, E M R L D. City Cater. Yes, I do have a hint to take off the sour edge off of your kraut. Saute some sliced apples in butter until that begins to soften and add them to your kraut and pork roast. Yummy delicious. You could also add a hint of brown sugar if you're looking to save time. Sandra, do you eat sauerkraut? I eat sweet sauerkraut. Do you do the Oz, the great and flavorful method? Yes, that sweet stuff. I don't really you like do. the sour sauerkraut. Okay, so you do the sweet stuff. Mm-hmm. The, the hint of brown sugar? Well, I don't cook. Oh, <laughs> okay. Somebody does it then. <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm out or I'm at someone's house that they've made a pot of something mm-hmm. and it's the sweet stuff, I will eat it. But I don't like sour sauerkraut. Yeah, I, I mean, don't either. Sauerkraut probably should be sour since it's right. part of its name. However, right. I'm True. not a big fan. I'm there not is either. sauerkraut in a runza. Well, I was going to ask you that. Yes. It comes as part of the runza, or do you have to ask for it? Or that's no, just it's part it's, of it. It's part of the it's part of the makings of a runza. And so I must like it. And it's not sweet, and it's not real sour. So I'm not sure hmm. what the. Why do we like it then? Because it doesn't taste like sauerkraut. Yeah, because it's buried amongst the rest. Okay. Exactly. Steve, thank you for that tip. And I have to know, we're still talking about food here. You being the older sister between you and Jolene. Right. Do you have the same takes as Jolene? Such as the what would Jolene do question about whether or not I should have or could have brought my donuts into a different coffee shop to eat them and not get coffee at the donut shop. Well, I'm very sorry to say, KJ, (laughs) Jolene is right. Oh, no. You must be sorry to say that for multiple reasons. (laughs) I'm pretty much in line with what she thinks. On everything? On most things. So would you consider yourself a goody two-shoes like she and Hall of Famer have been accused? Yes, probably, because I do write thank you notes. Okay. Do you go to, when you're out driving somewhere and you have to go to the bathroom but you don't need gas, would you stop and use the restroom without paying for anything? Yes. All right. Ding, ding, ding. Well. There's a butt in there. There's a butt. But I feel real guilty if they can see me. You know, if you can sneak in and out, 
Exactly. That's my that's my take. It's it's all about for some reason it's all about shame. Yes. Or guilt. And yes. I'm not Catholic. <laughs> I shouldn't have these things, right? The whole the whole guilty Catholic thing when you grow that's up Catholic. Right. Yeah. That's right. Okay, no, I've well, been known to I've been known to buy a candy bar on my way out. Yes, but only if you're spotted. Only if I'm, only I think I'll be spotted. Yes. Yes. That's me too. There's no, why are we doing this? We don't need, we don't need to be that way. (laughs) We really don't. That we are true Midwesterners. Yes, we are. Uh, One more thing about food. Last week I asked Adam Jameson to rank barbecue joints in Kansas city. He has done so. Have you ever had barbecue in Kansas city? I have. I lived there. You're not far away from there. Oh, you, you've lived there. I lived there for a year in corporate housing. Okay. I was okay. I was I was sent there to work on a project for three months, and they put me up in corporate housing, and I was there a year. <laughs> okay, so let's see if you agree with his rankings. Maybe you haven't eaten at all these places, but I'm, I'm I, thinking you're bound to eat at least one of them. His number one ranking, LC's. I have not eaten there. Okay, number two is one that we have not discussed on this pod before, Rosedale. And I have haven't eaten, eaten there. there. Nope. N- number three is a tie between Arthur Bryant's and Joe's. And I've oh, I've eaten at Arthur Bryant's. I have not eaten at Joe's. Okay. And number four, he says, is Gates, which is where Rachel reports went most yes. recently. And he said, putting them here could be dangerous for my health. This is a lot of people's favorite. Yes, it's very good. I've eaten there also. Okay. So Gates is your number one. There was a, I'm trying to think of the name of, see, when I was there, it's quite a, quite a long time ago. And I'm not sure all of these places were there uh-huh. at that point in time. And so I had a favorite that I can't remember the name of. I could drive, okay. to, drive you to it, but yeah. <laughs> if it's still there. <laughs> You'll probably end up driving us to a McDonald's or something. Yeah. We'll be there anymore. But I like Arthur Bryant's and I like, uh, I like Gates also. Okay. But that, that goes with saying I have no knowledge of the other two. Right. Right. Okay. I won't ask you to rank those two then. Okay. Now in return for my rankings, Adam had a couple of questions. One, what kind of truck does Kim drive? Well, Kim's not here to answer, but I can certainly take a guess. And I would have to say Kim lives in Detroit. So I think if we're going by that, it's probably a GM truck. It's probably a Ford or a Chevy. Are they both GM? Do you know? No, I don't know my trucks. Hmm. I know Ford is GM. Hoffer, is Chevy GM? Yes. Chevy is GM per the Hoffer. I'm going to... What's the F one fifty? That's a that's a Ford. Oh, okay. That's what that's I GM. guess she drives. I'm thinking I'm leaning towards Ford. That's what I'm thinking. We'll see. Hopefully Kim will clarify. And number two also has to do with Kim. I'm still new to the pod. What is a Kim Wilson River beer? The reason <laughs> I asked question number two is because I spent a lot of uh, a lot of my life on the river and then I had my son and we like to fish the river. And he included a picture of a huge, it looked like a catfish, but I don't really know what it was. It was a huge fish that his son was holding. Um, Sandra, do you want to take a stab at the Kim Wilson River Bear? Oh, I think I know this, but do I remember? Is it a, uh, 
I want to say Coors Light, but that doesn't seem quite right. It is right. right. That's correct. I is think. it correct? Yay. It's, ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding. It's, uh, okay, so I really believe that this started, Kim Wilson's River Beer is a Coors Light. And I think it's because she, she, it's a light, refreshing beer that doesn't have a lot of alcohol content. Therefore, when she's out on the river or tubing the river or doing whatever, on a hot day in the summer when it's really humid, it's a very refreshing light beer that she can drink. So we call it the Kim Wilson River Beer. And I have extrapolated Coors Light. I Basically, any beer that I don't like that tastes gross like a Coors Light, I call a Kim Wilson River Beer. So there we go. <laughs> there you are. I, I hope I answered that correctly. Kim can... I think you actually nailed it. The short answer is it's Coors Light. Uh, Good. But maybe she can expand a little bit. Okay. Now, thank you. Thank you. I'm. We're going past time a little bit, but I want. I wanted to ask one more question that Will at Aquarium D R N K E R sent us. It's not really a question. It's more of a food for thought. He says interesting, and it's a. He shares a post from Instagram at Fan Maps, and it's a, a map of the United States. So Jason and I used to talk about these sorts of things on Speaking of Tangents all the time. Like, what is the most popular Thanksgiving food, and they'd you know, they separate it by state. And what is the most popular Halloween candy? And then they'd separate it by state. This one's a little different. Never seen this one. It says, most characteristic words for dying in 2015 obituaries by state. It says, a common reason many people don't just say someone has died is a desire to not want to appear too harsh. This happens not just in everyday conversation, but also in obituaries we read in newspapers and increasingly online. Are some expressions for dying more prevalent in obituaries than others? Are there regional variations? To find out the answers to these questions, I, and that's whoever's writing this for fan maps, reached out to Legacy.com, a leading online provider of paid death notices. According to the data they provided, in 2015, they hosted, I'm just going to say 2.4 million obituaries across the 50 states and the D- District of Columbia. Of those, one point, of those, 1.3 million included one of their 10 most common euphemisms or the word died. So the top term was passed away, used in 32.5% of all obituaries and topped the national list. In every single state, it was either passed away or died. 20.6% nationwide at died that was used most often. Okay, so here, this is, I guess, through mentalfloss.com. I'm going to give credit where it's due. But here's a map. I mean, you and I have the map in front of us. Obviously, you'd have to go to mentalfloss.com or go to Instagram and go to fan pages or fan map, I think it's called. Fan maps. Fan maps. So there's, when you looked at this map, what was the first thing that jumped out at you? Well, of course, I looked at Nebraska and it said mm-hmm. died. And I thought, is that what we say? And I think mm-hmm. it is primarily what we say. Wait a minute. You didn't look at Ohio? <laughs> oh, darn. I forgot. <laughs> Ohio, incidentally, was went home. Went home. Yes. Yeah. So I did a little research and I, oh, went, to, I went to the obituary page of pages <laughs> <Wonderful>. of, <laughs> of mm-hmm. the two primary mortuaries in Columbus, Nebraska. Mm-hmm. And nine out of ten 
said died yeah. and one's one said passed away okay so the two top ones yes but primarily it was you know overwhelmingly died so it was accurate for us yeah and i find that interesting because of the whole trying to make it sound easier and not make it not not uh, make people upset is a midwestern trait right right and if you look at the midwest and Surprisingly, Wisconsin was different, but otherwise, we've got Minnesota, Iowa, Nebraska, and again, eastern half of Nebraska, eastern half of South Dakota, eastern half of North Dakota is what I define as the Midwest, and maybe a little bit of Illinois, and Missouri is suspect, and Indiana is suspect, Ohio, I, I, I don't know. Michigan is also Midwest. But only North Dakota, South Dakota, Nebraska... Iowa and Minnesota said died. Wisconsin said was called home. So did Michigan. Ohio was went home. Indiana has passed away. Illinois went to be with his, his slash her slash the Lord. And Missouri was departed. Mm -hmm. If you look to the, so I thought that was interesting that it was a lot of died. I would yes. think passed away for this for this region. I have a theory. Go for it. These were based on obituaries. Uh-huh. Is the chart. And the obituaries say Mr. Jones died on such and such a date and the services will be blah blah blah. Right. But I think when we're talking to someone, we say passed away. Yeah. Because it's gentler. Yeah. So I think for newspaper reports, etc., or obituaries in this case, yeah. died is less cumbersome and there's lots of information in obituary. So it just says you died and then moves on with the information. Whereas if you're talking to someone and you're saying, Mr. Jones, you don't say Mr. Jones died yesterday. You say Mr. Jones passed away yesterday. Well, I think... Yes, for the most part, you do say passed away. But sometimes I think that if it's someone that you don't, I don't know, I think that if it's someone you don't know that well, like, oh, did you see that? Um, who's John a, died? <laughs> yeah, who's a celebrity that recently died? But, you know, who, Rachel Welch. Did you see that? Who? Rachel Welch. Okay, did you see that Rachel Welch died? I don't think I ever would have said, do you see, did you see that Rachel Welch passed away? Yeah. But if it was someone you knew, would you say died or would you say passed away? I think I would, I guess it depends on who I'm talking to. Yes, yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. So if I'm just talking to the Hoffer, I'd probably say died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of like when, it reminds me, it's not the same thing at all, but it, in some ways it sort of is because it's about language and when we're using certain things. But you remember when Jason and I were talking about is it a restroom? Is it a toilet? Yes. Is it a commode? And it seems like when you're out in public, it's a say, bathroom. Excuse me, where's the restroom that you don't ask? Where's the toilet? Right. So, or where's the bathroom? You say, where's the restroom? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I say bathrooms. Bathroom's acceptable, but the rest of them, you, you would, I don't no. think I've ever heard anyone in public say, where's the toilet? No. Or where's the John? <laughs> no. <laughs> But yeah, died. Okay, so some of these, and it may just be come right down to if they have to pay for these obituaries, number of characters. 
Number of words, yes. Yeah. However, the going home or the yeah. home going, mm-hmm. that is, um, I know in the South, there's a lot of home going. And, and it, that goes way back to when that, that it was the only way for a slave to be free was to return home when they oh. died. And that's how far that going home oh, or home I going see. goes back yeah. to. So that okay. makes a little bit more sense. It does, but it's not, there's a, it, you'd think that might be that way in, in all of the South. Well, first of all, you might think that the Bible belt yes. would be more like home going, en- entered eternal rest, rest. Um, mm-hmm. went, ho- went to be with his or her, the Lord, uh, entered eternal rest. I'm just looking at the South right now. Texas right. entered eternal rest. Louisiana entered eternal rest. And there's that one departed. There's two in the entire state, I think, that are departed. Mm-hmm. Missouri and what is that? Mississippi? No, Alabama. Departed. Then Florida. Florida does their own thing. Florida says passed away. Passed away. But all these other southern states say, not all of them, but many of them, entered eternal rest, went home, went home, um, went to be with the Lord, left this world. Oklahoma left this world. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I left this world. And then like, I'm seeing a lot of succumbed, 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 succumbed to their illness. Well, you see some succumbed mm-hmm. when, when a lot of times when there's a disease or lost the battle, lost the battle yes. or succumbed. Which I cannot stand. I don't like it either. And I, I mean, I'm sure I have done it at some point, but I do not like hearing lost his or her battle with cancer or lost the battle with this or succumbed Mm -hmm. to it makes the person seem weak right like they didn't want to fight so let can we stop saying that phrase please right but a lot of departeds and then there's one my home state montana slipped away (laughs) Uh, and hawaii also slipped away and what is that utah slipped away slips i hadn't heard that one before (laughs) yeah I hadn't heard that one before. No, that one I have not heard either. I was happy to see there aren't that many lost his or her battle. We've got Maine and Nevada, maybe. And yeah, that's it. That's all I see. But there's quite a few succumbed. There's quite a few succumbed. On the West. Throw in a couple slipped aways. I only see, oh, okay. So Oklahoma has left this world. And what is that? Colorado left this world. And then went home. A lot of went home. So that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Very much so. In Minnesota, we just say they died. They died. And in Nebraska, too. And Nebraska, they died. too. Yeah. We're good with they died. We're good with they died. Yep. Uh, yeah. I don't really know how to transition from, from this topic. So I would just say thank you very much, Sandy, for joining us here on the Midwest Bias Podcast. I, I hope you had a great central time. I had a great central time. Good, My good. time on the podcast has died. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm just going to slip away here now. Talk to you later. Bye. Taste test with a Hall of Famer. Well, here we are. The Hall of Famer and me. Welcome, Hall of Famer, for this taste test. Thank you. Thanks for having me. What do we have? We have uh, the first beer is from none other than Patrick Smith. Oh, the Patrick Smith. The 
Patrick Smith mm-hmm. from Froth Brewing Company in okay. Buffalo, New York. Is this a sour? Uh, yes, I believe it is. Okay. It is a liquid lollipop. Oh, sounds lovely. Malt. Lovely liquid lollipop. Lollipop, lollipop. Okay. <laughs> we have not had anything to drink it, yet. Yeah, it, it appears as if you have. <laughs> anyway, the liquid lollipop. Malt beverage with natural flavor. So it doesn't say that it's a sour. Oh, okay. okay. Well, I like this, do you think? I thought um, I would when well, it was a sour, but now I don't know. Let me tell you what's in it. Orange, dragon fruit, and prickly pear. Hmm, okay. Yeah. Um, How much ABV? ABV, 6.5%. Oh, kind of high. Not, it's, it's nice. It's a 16-ounce can. Uh-huh. Very colorful. Yes. With a lot of pinks and greens and there's some yellow in there. I wonder if that's kind of what a prickly pear looks like. It's it's a circular mm-hmm. uh, lovely artistic piece. I should I should know prickly pears are pretty prevalent in Montana. Mm, okay. That's true. That's true. I'm I'm wondering if it's maybe a combo of of all three of them like a mix of the dragon fruit and And what do you think that that looks like? I think it looks like Ooh, I think it looks like a colorful uh, something going down the drain. It, it okay. looks like it's funneling down. It looks to me like it's a lollipop. Oh. Here's a stick. Oh, yeah, I guess it could and be a lollipop. And here's a circular. <laughs> <laughs> like the liquid lollipop. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. I missed the stick. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and say that it looks like a wild lollipop. Okay. Yes. All right. We're going to go for it. We should review the cheesy rating system. Absolutely. Zero. Ish. One, criminy. Two, oofta. Three, that's interesting. Four, ah, geez, that's good. And five, you betcha. All right. Here I we have go. Googled prickly, prickly pear, and that indeed does kind of look like that. Oh, yeah, see? Yeah. Going down the drain. Yeah, still a lollipop. I'm not going to, I can't go with going down the drain. No, okay, you, no head. Your, no, that is quite the pour. Yeah, very cloudy. Storm cloud brewery glass. Yes, it's very cloudy looking. Red, very reddish pink. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, not too smelly. Smelly. Mm-hmm, yeah. Okay. It's, it, it smells of a hint of fruit. Let's see. Oh, that's interesting. A three? No. No, let me try again. Very fruity. Okay. Almost tastes like there's some lactose in there because it's it's really full. I I need one more because I can't even decide what's happening here. Well, is there lactose in it? I don't think so. Almost, um, it must be the passion fruit that I'm tasting. I would definitely give this a four. Oh, yeah. Geez, it's good. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a fun beer. I like it. Okay. Okay, here you My go. My turn. Yep. Oh. Yeah, I can see that smells lollipoppy. Oh, it doesn't? Mm-hmm. I'm going to give give you a grade here. We'll see if I'm accurate. Yeah, the flavors are interesting. Oh, a three? I'm not giving it a three. Oh. I'm trying to decide if there's an after factor. I think there might be. There's a lingering after factor for me. Not that bad of a one if you gave it a four. Oh, no. It is a little prickly. I will say it's a little yeah. prickly. I'm going to give it a three and a half. Oh, I was close. I gave it a three Okay, for you. three and a half. Okay. So that might be something I order. Yeah. Okay, so I'm hoping this next beer sent in by Ed Bud. Oh, hang on. 
Yes, Ed, and this is the first time ever that we were asked what we wanted. Ooh, that is true. And we got a text. Ed was yeah. at this brewery and basically texted us a picture of the menu, said pick a few, a couple. I don't know what he said, but we got two. We both picked two. Yes. But whatever he said, it doesn't matter. We have four mm-hmm. that we picked our own selves. Yep. So if we don't like them, we will be not. We will not be blaming Ed. We will be blaming ourselves. Yes, and I. If I don't like what I picked, I'm gonna blame it on two things. One, I was at a hockey game mm-hmm. when I was making the decision, so I kind of did it on the fly and didn't really pay attention. Yeah. Well, Ed was there. Yes. So if we were not near our phones at that moment in time, we wouldn't have gotten these beers. Yes. So I said to you. Take a look. He's there now. Mm-hmm. Okay. And number two, there were so many good beers to choose from. Oh, yes, there a were. A ton of sours. I just, I was overwhelmed by options. Quite a few stouts. There was a French toast stout that I almost mm-hmm. picked mm-hmm. that Ed was Ed had and he really liked and he thought I would like it. But I went a different direction and here's the first one that we're going to try tonight. I'm hoping I like it because if I don't like it, you'll have to drink it. Oof. That is incorrect. Uh, This is from Weldworks Brewing Company in Greeley, Colorado. It is called Alpine Chateau Milk Stout. Milk stout with hot cocoa mix, milk chocolate, milk sugar, marshmallow, and natural flavors. Yeah. See, I I read that and I thought, I think I like that. Um, On the can, I'm assuming this is a, a picture of a chateau. And uh, it's a really cool label, scenic looking with some mountains and it looks like some water and there's a campfire going on, all with geometric shapes. And then we have the chateau in the background uh, with some stars and it looks like maybe part of a train cruising through as part of the label. Yeah, it does. Alcohol by volume, ooh, 7.8%. percent That's not as bad as some of those stouts, like from Mm -hmm. Treehouse. Yep. Let's do it. Just cannot wait to try this stout. Oh, boy. It is thick. Okay, dark. Certainly dark. Not much head. head. Minimal head. Very dark. I'd say darker than a Guinness. Yeah. Ooh. Very, uh, yeah, it's potent. Potent smelling. Powerful on the nostrils. I smell the... I smell the stout. Okay, here we go. Mm. Nope. <laughs> I got excited there for a minute because as I was drinking, I tasted like the hot cocoa-ish oh. flavor. And then I was overwhelmed by nasty. So mm. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and give that a You don't need a second sip. No. I think you need a second no, sip. No, I'll pass. Is there an after factor? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, what number? It's, it's, it's a powerful linger. Like a five. Uh, the after factor? I'd say four. Okay. Five is like really bad, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Five is the worst. Yeah, that is just, I can only give it a point five because of that like hot cocoa tease. Oh, you gave it a point five out uh-huh. of, so it's between ish and criminy? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, let me sniff it. Yeah, I smell cocoa, I think. I think I mm-hmm. smell the cocoa. Yeah. I'm drinking out of the rue glass. 
Here we go. Do you have your number underneath yeah. here? There is an after factor, I will say that. Mm-hmm. But is it a good after factor for you? No, I if I say there's an after factor, it's not it's a good after. It's an issue. Af- yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I don't know. Maybe a, a zero would be an okay. It's still hanging out. Hmm. Again, can't blame Ed. You can only blame yourself. There is... I like it. It's not my favorite stout. Well, that's hard to beat. Yeah. Um, there, I'm going to have to take another Would sip. Would you order it? I will take another sip and make oh, a decision. okay. Judgment day. Wow, this is well, the longest decision Why don't ever. you re- read me what is in that again? Right. I'm trying to see what, You're what confused. I'm tasting. Yes, the I am. The buds are confused. Milk stout. With hot cocoa mix, that's what I tasted, mm-hmm. milk chocolate, milk sugar, marshmallow, and natural flavors. Mm. I think the natural flavors are getting me. Oh, yeah. Why do you have to throw in those natural flavors? Exactly. I think it's the hot cocoa Really? And mix that's what I liked. That I'm not loving. Hmm. I think I like it about the same as the lollipop. Three and a half. Wow. I was way off. I, get, I I thought you were going to give it a four and a half. Yeah. Three and a half. I was going to say maybe 3.75, but I can't. No, I a, I we don't do 0.75s. Yeah. No. So I that mean. means that I'm going to have to have half of the lollipop and all of the stout. Wow. Mm-hmm. Just wait until we describe things after that. Yeah. I'm also going to blame the lollipop, liquid lollipop, for leaving such a interesting taste in my mouth yeah before i tried yeah the stout that was probably the problem Uh so i'm gonna go ahead and and try the stout you know just sipping it at my Mm -hmm. leisure Mm -hmm. and then i'll see if it gets better as time goes on okay good luck to you the other beers that ed sent okay so you picked the liquid lollipop yep i picked the, I'm sorry, the liquid lollipop was not from Ed. That That's was true. from Patrick Smith. That's true. You, so we haven't tried Mm-mm. either of the two that you picked. Uh-huh. You, we tried just the Alpine Chateau. Now, here are the other two. Three. This one, these are all from Weldworks of Greeley, Colorado. Sponch or I Sponch? I think Sponch. Sponch. I'm not going to try to describe the no, can. No, don't. It's don't a, steal my thunder. So it's a sour ale. Yes. Both Ed and Todd Decay say you will like this. Yes. And then you also chose a limoncello sour. Yeah, I'm very excited. I'm surprised to try that you too. picked that. Oh, I love um I like lemon and beer. Hmm. So that's mm-hmm. why I thought I might okay. like it. All right. And then I picked, which I did think would be the the stout I liked better out of the two. Okay. Um, and that was Creature from the Chaco Nana Hazelnut Lagoon. Oh, wow. Is that banana? It must be yeah, banana. Yeah, I think so. Did I pick that? You did. I did not pick okay. that. All right. So those are to follow. So we want to thank Ed Butt and, of course, Patrick Smith. Thank you, the Hall of Famer. And we'll, we'll see you next Central Time. Great. Can't wait. All right. That's it. That's the podcast. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Midwest Bias Pod on the World Wide Web at Midwest-Bias. 
Castos, that's C-A-S-T-O-S, dot com. You can email us your questions and comments, most Midwestern moments of the week, Midwest Mediator, and anything else at MidwestBiasPod at gmail.com. You can find us anywhere you find your podcasts. And if you're listening to this, you obviously found us. And lastly, I would really love a five-star review wherever you can leave reviews for podcasts. So thank you. I appreciate it, and I appreciate you. Bye now. I have two crackpots.